from the Mercy One Studio. Thought of the Week with Monsignor Frank Bugnano every Wednesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio and online at iowacatholicradio.com or the Iowa Catholic Radio app. This is Monsignor Frank Bugnano, Thought of the Week. Here's a thought. How does God reveal himself to us? How has he revealed himself to us, and even how does he do it today? How does that happen? I bet you wonder about that sometime. Well, two ways, okay. <laughs> Through Scripture and tradition. Tradition with a capital T, capital T. For example, uh, there's a nice family, uh, and they uh, uh, on the 4th of July, they invite their friends to the backyard barbecue and swimming party, and, and they... Uh, splash through the pool in the afternoon. They eat hot dogs and hamburgers. And then after dark, the kids have sparklers. And and uh, they uh, the teenagers put off a few firecrackers. Uh, and then in December, they set up a crib in the family. And they gather around the crib every night. And one of the kids puts a little lamb in the in the manger near the manger. And other children put Mary and Joseph, uh, etc. That's those are called traditions with a small T. This is our little family tradition. We all, we all have some kind of family traditions, um, but there is a uh, there is a another kind of tradition with a capital T, and that word tradition comes from the Latin word tradare, which means to hand over, hand over. So certain things were handed over from the apostles. Uh, to the church that the church has taught and continues to taught to teach even today. Here's here's what the Catholic Church teaches about capital T tradition. Capital T. Quote, now what was handed on by the apostles includes everything that contributes to the holiness of the life and the increase of faith in the people of God. And so the church in her w- teaching, life, and worship perpetuates and hands on to all generations all she herself is and all that she believes. All that we believe is handed on, trotterade, handed over. All that we believe. So so what a sacred tradition is expressed more, most clearly where? The creeds. <laughs> you know, the Apostles' Creed. What is that? That's tradition. We said and we'd say the Rosary or the or the Nicene Creed written in 325 A.D. Or in the liturgy of the church, the Mass. It's the same. It's the same as it was in the first 100, 200, 300 years. I studied it in Rome myself for six weeks. Decisions of the councils. Uh, the infallible statements of, by the Pope. The church's inter- interpretation of the Bible the consistent belief of the faithful through the centuries. That's very important. What do the people believe? That is really important because the Holy Spirit is in the whole church. So it's it's a wonderful thing. So now, revelation. We're going to talk about that. Now, it comes from the two Latin words, revelare. It means, for example, like in a, a, a production at school, Christmas play, they raise the curtain and right behind the curtain is the Christmas. Okay, so Ravari means to raise the veil. 
to reveal something. That's what that means. So, uh, so some of the uh, uh, revelation that God has given us, it, it, it's not limited just to truths found in the Bible. Uh, as some truths have, God has made known to us every day, walking on the face of the earth. For for example, uh, I have a, a, a sister friend who uh, grew up Catholic. Uh, she went uh, to uh, school in Northern California, Berkeley, became kind of a hippie, just threw it all out. She was the—anytime there, there was a protest, she organized it. I mean, she was—and so she and her boyfriend, after graduation, moved down to someplace in Central America with a bunch of—and they set up like a little commune down there, and— uh, she said, one day I woke up, she told me the story. I walked outside, I looked at the sun rising through the trees. God was there. I knew I had to go back to God, to the church. So she left that place, went back, made a good confession, got back into the church. And after a while, she said, you know, I want to start teaching people. So she became a nun. <laughs> That's where she is today. She's down in New Orleans. So, yeah, so you see that sunrise did it. The glory of God this is shown through nature. So one way that God reveals is through nature. It's called natural revelation. Uh, in fact, St. Paul says that uh, in his letter to the Romans, chapter 1. He said, ever since the creation of the world, God's invisible attributes of eternal power and divinity have been able to be understood and perceived in what God has created. Vatican Council says, God, who through the word creates all things, keeps them in existence, gives us an enduring witness to himself in all we see in creation. So now, remember, that's called natural revelation. Natural revelation. And I think we've all probably experienced that in some way or another. It's natural revelation. So uh, remember, that can be observed and taught simply by observing nature. Now we're going to talk a little bit about, okay, we got that down, right? How about supernatural revelation above nature that's beyond, that's transcendent. It's beyond nature. Uh, Yeah, that's called supernatural revelation. And some of the best examples of that are in the Old Testament, in the Jewish people. For, (laughs) yeah. Uh, For example, uh, Abraham and his beautiful wife, Sarah, uh, known as the Jews, they learned things about God, told them all kinds of beautiful things that uh, for them to pass on. And they did that in the same way with Moses. God gave him the Ten Commandments, supernatural revelation. Why? So we could come closer to God. So that's called supernatural. It's above nature. Well, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a couple of seconds here, so stay with me. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Support for Dowling Catholic Sports 365 is provided in 
part by Ashworth Vision Clinic with two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling Catholic graduate, and Dr. Todd Pedig. The Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at Ashworth and 60th Street in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610, online at ashworthvision.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, Dr. Christine Mulcahy, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Doing what is challenging because it's right. That's Blackbird Investments. In 2013, Blackbird Investments was born from the inspiration of St. Kevin. When it comes to building real estate, they look for creative solutions by forming strategic alliances, creating energy-efficient buildings, and engaging with local craftsmen. At its core, Blackbird Investments believes in giving buildings a new life. BlackbirdInvest.com Blackbird Investments. Doing what is challenging because it's right. We're talking now about revelation, and uh, so we, we're talking about tradition, scripture and tradition, how God reveals himself. So supernatural revelation, which is above nature, and I talked about how Moses got the Ten Commandments right, uh, by the way, all the things that God reveals make sense. Let me make a point of that. All of the revelation makes sense. It's reasonable. For example, take the Ten Commandments, all right? Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas said, had God not given us the Ten Commandments, we probably would have ultimately figured them out for ourselves because they make so much sense. Everything God tells us makes sense. Okay? So anyway, what happened, of course, is God revealed himself to the Jewish people uh, here are the, here's the covenant, which means I'm, I'll do my part. I will get, make you prosperous. I'll keep your enemies at your doorstep. Your en- enemies will not enter your house, etc., etc. But you have to, on your part, keep the c- covenant, the commandments. Well, guess what happened? Read the Old Testament. Unfortunately, they, and as we all ourselves at times, they started to break the commandments, and therefore they received all these punishments, you might say, from God or all these things. And he wasn't punishing them. He was just trying to get them to shape up. That's all. Every time God, quote, punishes somebody, it's like you tell your kid, I'm going to take your cell phone away. Why? Well, I'm, gonna, I'm trying to teach you a lesson here, okay? Uh, so finally, God really reveals himself when he does what no one would have imagined. God becomes a human being in the womb of Mary, Jesus Christ, yes, you will call him Jesus. He will save his people from their sins. Wow. No one ever thought that God would ever do that. Wow. And as as St. Paul says in his letter to the Hebrews, God spoke to us through his Son, whom he made heir of all things, through whom he had created the universe. And so by his teaching, Jesus revealed God as what? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Trinity. We never would have figured that one out. He assured us of God's love and God's willingness to forgive our sins. He affirmed the reality of there is life after death. 
a lot of them kind of figured there probably was, but he said, nope, it's for sure. He explained God's plan for us. He summed up the great commandments of love God, love your neighbor. And he also said, look, I am with you all days until the end of the world. Jesus revealed truth not only by what he said, but by what he did. He showed love and compassion even to sinners. He he healed, he touched people. That's why he was human. Get it? And that's where you get the sacraments. Sacraments are all physical. physical. You know, bread, wine, water, oil, words. That's what Jesus did. Jesus, how did he cure the leper? He touched the guy with his hand. All right? Uh, how about the little girl that was deaf? Talitha Kum, uh, little girl, Talitha. He took her by the hand, lifted her up. How, how about the deaf man? What did Jesus do? He touched his ears. So Jesus showed that through humanity, he would reach out and touch us himself. And so that's why, for example, uh, the apostles and early followers fulfilled his command to bring his revelation to the world by preaching and by their example. And again, some of them, inspired by the Holy Spirit, committed their proclamation of Christ into writing. And that's what we call the New Testament. The New Testament. That's called the Scriptures. Uh, And as I've said in other programs, uh, to keep, the church teaches that in order to keep the gospel forever whole and alive within the church, the apostles left the bishops as their successors to hand on, trotere, hand over, their teaching role to their successors, to the bishops. And he said, I will be with you all days until the end of the world. So now you've got it. That's it. Revelation, it's handed on. All right? Now, there are two parts of Revelation. Scripture, we've talked about the Bible, and then tradition. That's what we're talking about now, tradition. Uh, there, why, do, why do we believe in tradition? Well, first of all, we believe that God is always interacting with people, uh, remember the Bible didn't drop out of the sky and then stop communicating with us. No, he speaks to us through the word, Jesus Christ. He continues to speak to us through his church. He promised the Holy Spirit will be with you. Right, the Holy Spirit will be with you to lead the church. Jesus said, I have much more to tell you. When he comes, the Spirit of truth will guide you to all truth. And remember also, the church existed for a long time without the Bible. Right. He wasn't even put together for the first hundred years. Church did very well, grew, expanded everywhere. Thirdly, uh, the councils of the church, they made all, all the, they made decisions about the books of the Bible. I mentioned the Council of Hippo, 393 A.D. And number four, uh, remember that all the God truth is not found in sacred scripture. Remember, Jesus said, there are many other things Jesus did. This is what John says at the end of his gospel. There are many other things Jesus did. If these were to be written in the Bible, in the scripture, I don't think the world itself could contain all the books. Jesus said a ton of things that never got into the scriptures. We don't worry about it because they knew what they were and they passed it on verbally. No problem. And fifthly, uh, Jesus said, Whoever listens to you listens to me. Who's he talking to? Uh Uh-huh. The apostles. Yeah. And you heard from me, and this is what Paul says, what you heard from me through many witnesses entrust to faithful people who will have the ability to teach others. He tells that to Timothy. And here's the big one. 
it says in, in his letter to the Thessalonians, uh, Timothy, uh, Paul says, stand firm, hold fast to the traditions you were taught, either by oral statement or by a letter of mine. Some things I wrote, some I didn't. I just told you, and you pass them on. So it's right there in the scriptures. Um, so um, uh, anyway, so remember, uh, there is no passage. Here's, there's no passage in the Bible that says the Bible is the only source of divine revelation. If you can find that passage, tell me what it is. Anyone who says the Bible is the only source of revelation is claiming something that's not in the Bible. <laughs> Anyone who says you must believe only what you find in the Bible is asking me to believe something that's not in the Bible. <laughs> that's not there. Where you get the authority to say that. So anyway, we'll be right back. Monsignor Frank Pignano. Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, Dr. Christine Mulcahy, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. The Catholic Tuition Organization provides the best tax savings over any other charitable giving in the state. 65% of your contribution directly reduces your Iowa income tax liability. Plus, there are still federal deductibility options to further save on taxes. Find details online, ctoiowa.org. All this for the kids and their future. God bless you. This is Monsignor Frank Chido of St. Anthony's Catholic Church in Des Moines, and I would like to extend a personal invitation. We are having a special Lenten Parish Mission, March 8th, 9th, and 10th. The theme is The Mission of Jesus, who leaves the 99 to go after the 1. This is a perfect Lenten event to invite someone to draw closer to Christ. We also have admission going on at the same time for the children. program includes dinner and materials at no charge. Go to stanthonysdsm.org to save your seats. Prayerfully consider whom you could invite to join you. Since 1924, St. Vincent de Paul has been helping those less fortunate work towards self-sufficiency. Last year, St. Vincent de Paul helped over 20,000 individuals with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner re-entry. SVDPDSM.org, 515-282-8327. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. This message was brought to you by Homemakers Furniture. Okay, we're talking about revelation coming. You have two sources of revelation. They don't counter, they just in, support one another. The scriptures, the written word of God, and tradition, the handing on verbally and in, in writing, whatever, the teachings of Jesus and the apostles that expand and ex- explain the scriptures, explain the life of the church, explain the sh- sacraments of the church, and so on. In fact, it's interesting. Uh, uh, what if you ask somebody, what is the pillar and foundation of religious truth? Many Christians would say the Bible, of course. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible states that the church is the pillar and foundation of truth. First Timothy chapter three, verse fifteen. 
I'll state that again. The Bible says the church is the pillar and foundation of the truth. There you go. Okay. So, uh, and again, I, the other one <laughs> is 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Uh, what does St. Paul tell the Thessalonians? Hold firm, hold fast to the traditions that you were taught, either by an oral statement, in other words, he talked talk to them for hours on end, or by a letter. Well, you got two letters to the Thessalonians. By the way, that's why uh, we know, for example, there were three letters to the Corinthians, okay? How many letters do we have to the Corinthians? We have Corinthians 1 and Corinthians 2. We don't have Corinthians 1, 2, and 3. What happened to 3? Or or whatever. Because in, in 2 Corinthians, Paul says uh, to the Corinthians, in my first two letters to you, dear Corinthians, we say, well, we don't have two other letters. We only have one other letter. We don't, we don't worry about it. We don't, ang- we don't say, oh, my gosh, we're missing some of the truth. No. No, yes, through letter and through the verbal teaching, explaining Christianity, how, the, how do you live it? What did Jesus actually say? What did he mean when he said it? Get it? Okay. So anyway, tradition and Scripture, the two ways that God reveals himself supernaturally, because we have natural revelation. This is supernatural revelation. And uh, so we, we say that uh, the church offers guidance to the faithful by presenting certain principles in, in, to, in which you should interpret the Scripture. So uh, the, the church has made very few statements about mo- most of the passages in the Scriptures, very few official statements. Uh, but the ones that are basic, yeah, those have been made dogmatic, gotta-believe statements. For example, God exists. God is our loving Father, the Trinity. The, Jesus, the second person, became a human being. The presence of Jesus in the Eucharist, etc. This has all been taught by the bishops and popes throughout the 2,000 years of the Church's history. These teachings are powerful. That's part of the, cap, of, of the capital T tradition. And uh, they show us how much there's an interaction between Scripture and tradition. Uh, so th- there are many, many wonderful, wonderful things. For example, uh, we can see a development of, of some of the teachings. For example, take the, uh, the Immaculate Conception. What's that? That means that Mary, when she was conceived in her mother's womb, St. Anne, she did not have original sin. Really? Where are you getting that one? Well, you can look at the Scriptures if you want. The angel Gabriel says to her, Hail, full of grace. Wow, not full of sin, full of grace. You know. However, over the period of centuries, the church reflecting on this, reflecting on the role of Mary, etc., has said, well, wait, that, she was full of grace from the moment she was conceived. That's called the Immaculate Conception. In fact, uh, one, of, uh, one of the great historians or saints of the church, St. Uh, Henry Cardinal Henry Newman. Look him up on the on the internet. I looked him up the other day. I loved it. Cardinal Newman, N E W M A N. Henry Newman. Uh, he wrote a beautiful treatise called "The Development of Doctrine," where he talks about this. He said, "You know, the teachings of the of Jesus and the Church are like a, a tree, a small tree, and it grows. And as it grows, the little branches get bigger and bigger and bigger. They're not a new tree." 
They're just more of an expansion of the original tree. And what Newman did was he went to examine all of the teachings. He was an Anglican, actually. He said, I'm going to prove the Catholic Church is wrong somewhere in history. So he read all, he read Greek, all of the councils of the church, dozens of books, all the history of the church. He said, I've read everything. It's ironclad. There's not one, they didn't deviate one iota from anything basic in the teachings of the scripture of Jesus. Nothing. It was a development of doctrine. So that's where you get this growth in the understanding uh, of what Jesus has said. And that's why, for example, uh, we, as we go along, we, 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 Catholic Church looks at science, and they say, you know, the Church is not opposed to science. In fact, the Church actually invented science, you might say, uh, in the 12th century, 13th century. Uh, the Church has always had a science, science department in all of our universities. Why? Because anything you know by science, if it's true, it's true. If it's true, it's true. And does it contradict the Bible or the teachings? Well, if it does, then then the teachings are wrong. So we're not afraid of science. In fact, anything, science affirms the teaching of the church. Uh, for example, uh, the whole question of, of, of abortion, okay, is that, what does science say? Science says that little zygote that's the first moment of conception is totally human. That's what science says. I mean, they can be a bunch of atheists, but if they say it, it's true. That's what we say. Well, good, then you, thou shalt not kill. That's a human being. You, you, scientists, you told me it's a human being. I can't take that life. No more I can take a life of that person when they're 55 years old. So that is very important. And science leads to religion. One of my classmates, uh, Father Charlie Lang, was a nuclear chemist. And he said, the more I studied nuclear physics, I knew I had to become a priest. I knew I had to teach this. So anyway, Catholic science does not contradict religion. This is Monsignor Frank Bignano, Iowa Catholic Radio. Join Iowa Catholic Radio every Wednesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. for Thought of the Week with Monsignor Frank Pugnano. Listen online at iowacatholicradio.com or on the Iowa Catholic Radio app.